So the growth mindset and the fixed mindset are pitted against one another as two competing visions of life. And the consequences of choosing one above the other have dramatic impact on the quality of our our experience of every moment. The growth mindset is hinged upon recognizing that the story in my head is just a story. It's something I've told myself. That experiences are there to be learned from. And they provide me with fuel for my curiosity. And that I can change dramatically. I can make a 180 degree turn. I can pivot. I can swivel in my life. And not only can I, but ultimately, they will bring about the kind of dynamic joy and vitality that life has to provide me. On the other hand, becoming trapped in the story in my head with the fixed mindset, which insists that the story is true, even though it goes against the reality that I experience, that refuses to change because he's petrified that I'm trapped in the person that I am and that seeks validation from experiences so then I remain stagnating and frustrated in the perception of self always seeking to maintain it but of course not being successful most of the time because reality is not synced with my own internal fictional description of what should be happening. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper as to, well, if the growth mindset is so obviously a better way of living life, well, why would we automatically gravitate towards it? And why is it such a difficult thing for us to do? And personally, in my own life, I'm telling you all about the growth mindset. And then very possibly I'm going to leave this room and get caught up in the fixed mindset. Well, why is it happening to me the whole time? Why is it that I need to tell myself stories that need to be true? Why can't I just embrace reality for what it is and learn from it? What is the crux of the thing that's holding me back? So I think, it's a very, I think the answers are, are, are deep and manifold. But let's review and deepen some of them. One of the most basic experiences of myself in the moment is the way I'm experiencing my worth. In this moment, how do I feel about myself? Do I feel I'm okay? Do I feel secure? Do I feel safe? Do I feel that what is me is acceptable internally and obviously to the people around me? If that sense of worth internally is challenged, and right now in this moment, I feel on some level, I don't have worth, and the way it may express itself is, I need to prove myself to you. Until I've proved myself to you, in other words, a proof is always support. Right now my being is teetering. Until I can bring evidence from your responses, your reactions, that I'm okay. If I'm feeling that way about myself, So then my worth is uncertain in this moment. And when my worth is uncertain in this moment, because feeling a sense of worth is such a basic component of a healthy experience of any moment, of an experience where I can fully embrace the joy and perhaps sometimes the melancholy 
of what's going on around me. The moment that my sense of worth in the moment is challenged, so I'm destabilized, and I want to create a re-stabilization. In order for me to do that, I need to gain worth from somewhere. If it's not coming in from inside, I need it from outside. So I need, to, I need something to be true, to bolster my sense of self. And therefore, in this moment, if my worth is, is, is under suspicion for myself, in my own eyes, and the way that I'm going to get worth generated back towards me is from you, from your facial expressions, from the way that I feel that you're receiving and responding to me. So if I need you to do that for me, so I'm going to tell myself a story, which is, you have to like me. You have to approve of me. And I need to tell that story because the sense of worth in the moment is so compelling that if that story turns out to be untrue, that you reject me, that you don't want me, that you find me unacceptable, boring, or whatever the case may be, so then my sense of self in the moment will be crushed. And that's a, that is a terrifying thought. Because it means that the thing that makes me me is my sense of value. And if I'm valueless, so then I might as well just give up and go, go away. So therefore the story becomes compelling. And therefore the experience needs to validate me. And because I'm stuck in the search for worth from an external perspective, from an external party, so the kind of worth that I need is the worth that can prove my external being, the being that's right here, right now. And that person that I'm presenting to you is fixed, cannot change. So it keeps me frozen in a static state. Because you need to accept me for, for me, because otherwise there's no me. And if there's no me, oh my gosh, this is, this is petrifying. So I need this constant feedback loop of affirmation approval in order for me to have a sense of worth in the moment. And that's what compels me to tell the story and that's what drives me to need that feedback and to get the approbation from an external source to make my story true and that's what keeps me from being frozen in a state of non, not changing. But if for a moment I would step into a different kind of experience of self. An experience of self where I have deep, solid, inner resolve that I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm worthy. I'm worthy not because of your response to me or what I say to you. I'm worthy not because of my successes or my failures. I'm worthy not because of my achievements or because of the amount of people that like me or because of my debonair good looks or my shining hair. <laughs> or my shining hair. Here it is. But rather rather because I'm worthy because I'm worthy. I have inside of me an intrinsic worth which is completely unchanging and inviolable. It doesn't, it doesn't shift. It cannot be tainted. And when I focus on that inner worth and I'm okay, then I feel secure, then I feel confident, then I feel I'm okay to be here. And then I become open to having my story go awry. Oh, maybe what I'm saying is irrelevant. And maybe none of you like it. Well, that's okay, because I don't need you for me anymore. I need you for you. So now I'm going to get curious. Well, how can I help you? And I can change, because it's okay, because I don't need to keep that frigid sense of self alive any longer. 
And in this moment, we can generate new understanding, new connection. I can be me and you can be you and we can get together, learn, discover, invite and embrace. That's a growth mindset. So, ironically, at the core, at the heart of what makes a growth mindset tick is a sense of self-worth which is not dependent, dependent on anything else. It's called intrinsic self-worth. So you may say, but, but, but maybe I don't have intrinsic self-worth. Where does that intrinsic self-worth come from? The growth mindset is essentially a spiritual system. It looks at me as a human being, not as a utility or an accident, but as a meaningful force in the universe. And that meaningful force is endowed with a spiritual dimension which is always there. You may want to call it a soul. And that soul that is my inner essence is the real origin and source of my worth. And that soul never departs me, can never be destroyed, can never be tainted. And my struggle in life, really, is about allowing my deep inner purity. Because that soul has qualities to it. It has unbounding love. It has the power of of self-mastery. It has balance. Knowing to be authentic and to integrate disparate elements. It has persistence. Yet at the same time, it has the power to submit when necessary. It has the power to take the loftiest ideas and integrate them into the most mundane experiences and to make something concrete of something very abstract. Those are huge powers. And I know, I know those powers exist in me. I can go through my life and I can accumulate evidence to those powers as they express themselves, which can then reinforce the existence of the deep inner self. And then my experience of life will complement my spiritual tradition that tells me about this great inner force that dominates or gives me the power of life. So, right now when I speak to you and I think to myself, oof, am I being honest with them? Am I being authentic? The voice that asks that question must come from a place that desires authenticity. When I have the desire to share and to help and to care, the desire must come from a place of love. When I feel irritable but you know I'm not going to let you see that self-mastery must be a power part of me that has the capacity to control my being and when I don't give up even though it's hard and I try again there must be a part of me which is persistent and when I say do you know what you're right thank you and I admit that I couldn't I've done it by myself. There must be a part of me that can submit. 
And when I think to myself, how can I change that idea, which is so lofty and profound, into something concrete? When I think about that, there must be a part of me that wants to do it. And when I motivate myself and I act on that, and I do something concrete, there must, there must be a part of me that's pushing me towards self-actualization. So it's not as hard as one would imagine to develop an insight to the depths of my soul and your soul. All it requires is observation and picking up the nuggets that are strewn across the field of my life and looking at it and saying, whoa, perhaps shining it a little bit and polishing it and finding these shining gold within me and saying, wow, I wonder where that came from. And slowly but surely, building a sense of, of inner worth. Recognizing. Not, not building was the wrong word. Revealing that which exists already inside of me. And that's why, that's why essentially we're all sitting here and learning and striving and, and attempting to be better people. Why don't we just go there and become self-serving, egocentric, uncaring individuals because there's something else that's ticking within that's pushing us that's it that's it that's the stuff that's me that makes me me and when that makes me me and that becomes a defining opponent to who I am I don't need anyone else in the world to say you're okay because I am okay and when I need someone else in the world to say you're okay it means I feel I'm not okay but I am okay. So the more people I need to tell me I'm okay, the more not okay I feel. And when I become dependent on everyone telling me I'm okay, I'm okay, it means I'm feeling that I have nothing inside. And therefore when I can embrace my own inner worth, I can cast off the pressure of seeking external affirmation. <coughs> because I like myself. I don't need anyone else to give me a like. Wouldn't that be blissful? Wouldn't that be solid? Now obviously, obvious, not an easy journey, but a journey that I think we need to go on. And then we can open ourselves up to the growth mindset. And then we can learn from experiences. And then we can change. And the more we change, the more alive we feel. Because one thing you know about death, nothing changes. One thing we know about life, it's vital. It's regenerating. The thing that is here now wasn't there before. That's what life means. Coming to life means something new happens. Life is new. It's innovation. And that's what happens when we change. So that I thought was an important idea to share. <coughs>